The opinions and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule. The Heather McCoy Show. This is 88.9 KUCI FM in Irvine, and welcome to The Heather McCoy Show. In our middle segment today, we'll be doing part two of my three-part series of reporting from the NAM conference that was in Anaheim earlier last month. Uh, then running out the hour, we'll have Robert Larson. He'll join us from the other side of the Cleveland National Forest. But first, we'll start off with a regular contributor, the blogger behind fieldofschemes.com, the informative, if horrifying, Neil DeMoss. Welcome to the show, Neil. <laughs> That's that's my new uh, that's my new uh, my new handle. I guess. Fit that as your <laughs> tag. Miami Herald called Field of Schemes that, but I, I think I'll wear that with pride. I would put that on my business card at least. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. So um, one aspect of stadium leases we haven't spent a lot of time at uh, discussing is the state of the art clause. This means that the stadium, in general, this means that the stadium as it ages has to be comparable to the new ones that are just getting built. This is the case in St. Louis where the arbitration panel ruled that the Rams' $700 million plan of upgrades uh, would keep the dome first tier. Uh, for that amount of money, it would be easier to build a brand new stadium, but the catch here is that it would take voter approval. Is this an odd box? You know, is there a way out of this odd box that St. Louis has painted itself into? Well, um,. <laughs> You know, not to build a spend seven million dollars on a stadium. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, they they could they could put forward if they really think that a, that a new stadium is going to be better than than renovating the old place. Um, then they can go to the voters and try and make that case. You know. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's that's the thing there. You know, if if it's really so clearly a better deal, um, then they just have to take it for I mean, this. This. this they have to go before the voters because they passed a couple of uh, referendums years ago, like 10, eight, 10 years ago, um, that any city or county money spent on a new stadium has to go to a public vote. So, you know, yes, they've got this sort of loophole where they can, um, by redoing the old stadium, they can do it without going before a public vote. Yeah. Um, which I assume is what they're going to do because that's what they usually do. But, you know, you could take it as an opportunity to go to the Rams and say, well, you know, Really, you want a new stadium? Really, we want a new stadium. Um, we've got to go for a vote because that's the way it is. So why aren't you? You know, it's the same thing as Seattle did with their arena and said, you know, this is the requirement. So that means that uh, uh, you know you're going to have to have to uh, give us a better deal. Clearly, the Rams aren't going to want to say that. The Rams are going to say, well, you know, the, an arbitrator said you have to give us whatever you know is state of the art and give us all the money for it. So. Uh, we're going to demand that, even if it if it, if it requires, uh, you know, rebuilding the old place. Or maybe they'll just say, fine, you know, go ahead and uh, and we want a new place, and uh, uh, you know, go before a vote. And if the vote loses, the Rams will say, okay, fine, we'll go somewhere else. Although I don't know where they're going to get somebody else who's going to give them seven hundred million dollars. I mean, even though it seems like everybody's throwing money at football teams right now, it's not that kind of money. Yeah, um, what's weird about this is the arbitration. Um, they, the St. Louis has 30 days to accept to decide to accept or reject a plan. What happens if they reject it? Does that nullify the Rams' lease? If they reject it, it go, the lease goes year to year. I think starting two years from now. Um, so the, basically, they can they can get out of it at that point. Oh, okay. Um, that if, the, the whole the whole point of the lease was that they they. Uh, 
um, you know, agreed to stay for 30 years in exchange, exchange for the stadium that was opened in 96. Um, so this way they would get out early. So it's not like the Rams, you know, immediately leave, but it means that they have the, the possibility to leave, which is why I think everybody assumes that, that the, uh, uh, you know, St. Louis is going to just say, okay, no, no thanks, we don't want this deal. Then they go back and they sit down and they try and negotiate something that will, that will uh, make the Rams happy without making St. Louis miserable. Yeah. Um, we'll see if they can find some place to meet in the middle. Yeah, we also we also we often talk about like uh, leverage on this uh, segment, and the Rams seem to be in the Oakland A's position, like you were saying, because they don't really have anywhere else to go due to the fact that there's not an equal or better facility currently sitting empty. I mean, they're a little better shape than the A's because the A's have have really nowhere to go, even if there was a stadium to be built. You know, um, if since San Jose is considered off limits um, so far, at least, um, there, you know, with baseball, you really have to be concerned about markets. Yeah, um, and there aren't any good open baseball markets. With football, it's just a matter of having a good stadium because, you know, as we talked about before, you don't have to sell all that many tickets um, for ten games a year. Um, so it's it's and you get part of the national TV revenue regardless. So the Rams conceivably could move somewhere, but yeah, they got to have a place to move to. And you know, everybody's threatening to move to LA, but there's still ain't a new stadium in LA. Yeah. Um, and the NFL has made very clear it doesn't like the stadium proposals that are on the table. So, um, yeah, I think everybody needs to take a deep breath, calm down a little bit, say, okay, fine, the Rams are going to, well, the Rams will be able to get out of their lease, but that doesn't mean that you suddenly have to give them everything they want or they're out the door. Yeah, I do know I'm going to be playing into the Rams narrative a little bit with this next thing, but if the new stadium is built, does this mean that hopefully there's no state-of-the-art clause? Oh, God, I really <laughs> hope so, although, you know, I was just looking through... Uh, through old files for uh, for uh, some stuff on state of the art clauses, and I had completely forgotten that there was a proposal for state of the art clause in the Vikings deal. And oh. I don't honestly remember whether or not it made it in. I don't think so. Um, but so much got changed in the last couple of days of the the legislation up in Minnesota that um, I really, really hope that that didn't get in there. I mean, I hope that the if, if cities have learned nothing else from the past it's not to give out state-of-the-art clauses because it's really just a blank check yeah i do like what was posted this morning's changing topics on it is uh carolina panthers they want stadium subsidies to fix their privately held stadium and they have uh they want to put new tvs in and then they want upgrades to the new tvs later on when 4k resolution comes out that's a pretty awesome ask sorry go ahead (laughs) oh that it's a pretty awesome ask yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's not that different. It's not really that much of a change of subject because it really is a state-of-the-art yeah. clause, right? Instead of just having this open-ended, you know, we want to be kept first tier, it's, well, you know, within 10 years, as he said, within 10 years, these video boards are going to be obsolete. So why don't you just give us the money for the next ones that we want after that now? <laughs> um, and, you know, I mean, it's not... It's not any crazier than a state-of-the-art clause. At least now you know you know you have locked in what the price is going to be. Yeah. But yeah, there's 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 a certain level of chutzpah that you don't uh, you know you don't normally see quite that bald face. You know to yeah. say you know we, we want we want new video boards and we want new video boards to replace the new video boards that we are already <laughs> anticipating wanting to replace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, going back to Oakland, the Raiders uh, are going to follow the A's and start topi- tarping off the top deck of what is known affectionately as Mount Davis, making it the smallest NFL uh, stadium in the league. Uh, it was done to try to solve the TV uh, local TV blackout issue the Raiders currently have. 
reading as many stories as I did about the luring of the Ra Raiders back to Oakland in the 90s, it doesn't seem much thought went into this whole thing on either side. What what's your opinion of how to go forward with the Raiders and what went wrong? All you know, it you know, what, what went wrong is they were thinking about five minutes into the future. They were thinking, what can we do to get the Raiders back? And the Raiders were thinking, what can we ask for? So they said, okay, you know, uh, the Oakland Coliseum has a bunch of, you know, it's just a big uh, uh, three-quarters circle um, at the time. And there's seats on one side of the football field, but not on the other side. So let's build a whole bunch of seats there. And how many can we ask for? I don't know. How high is the sky? So they just built it as high as they possibly could, stuck in a bunch of luxury boxes. Didn't seem to really test the market for this thing because they weren't the ones paying for it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, now we're, you know, what is it, like 15 years down the road? And um, the Raiders, like other football teams, are suddenly saying, oh, wait, we don't want bigger stadiums. We want smaller stadiums because nobody wants to go to, you know, not nobody, but a lot of people don't want to go to football games and sit in lousy seats. They'd rather watch on TV, so we'd rather have a 50,000-seat stadium where we can sell out the thing and have not have to worry about blackouts and sell all the tickets for uh, for higher prices. So, you know, it's... It's sort of the enforced, the uh, artificial scarcity thing that we've seen uh, taking over baseball, but even more so. Yeah. Um, but it gets ridiculous because again, you have these teams like uh, like Oakland and like the Dolphins and like the Panthers, um, who are all built these stadiums, you know, or built or renovated these stadiums 15, 20 years ago, and they're now suddenly saying, "Oh, you know, remember all that uh, work that we did to make the stadium bigger? Now we want it smaller." Again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, God. So, like, the other weird thing about the Raiders deal was, wasn't the team sell helping to sell PSLs as well as game day tickets? Or the city was helping the, the team? The city was. Yeah, yeah, no, the city was actually, I think the Raiders were, like, the marketing agents. So, oh, okay. But the city was responsible. Basically, the city was supposed to um, get the PSL money and use that to pay off the city's costs, which mm -hmm. is just a terrible idea, right? I mean, if you want to use the PSL money to pay off, stadium costs, say to the Raiders, hey, you can sell PSLs, and you can use the money to pay off the stadium costs. Um, yeah. The Raiders clearly realized that that was going to put open them up to risk in case the PSLs didn't sell, and suckered Oakland into doing it themselves. And, you know, it was a terrible, I think they were 10-year PSLs, which are just an awful idea to start with, because the whole idea of a PSL is you buy the right to buy the tickets, but then you can sell it later on, but... You know, if you keep your season tickets for five years and then turn around and want to sell it and say, um, oh, here, here's five years' worth of season ticket availability, and after that it's worth nothing. Um, you know, the, the value of the thing just plummets. So, uh, and, and also just there wasn't the demand for Raiders. Yeah. People thought, and they had to go back, and then they had to, in order to sell the tickets, they had to say, okay, now we're offering some tickets without PSLs, and so then nobody wanted the ones that were stuck with PSLs. It was, it was just a complete disaster i mean people always ask me you know what's the worst deal out there and i can never just pick one because there are so many awful ones but i'm getting <laughs> a nice short list you know the raiders the marlins indiana pacers there's just so many like deals that were terrible to begin with and just got worse 
the Rams I would probably include in that list. The Rams, yeah. If the if the Rams wind up getting seven hundred million dollars or anything close to it, I think that that'll definitely be in there. Yeah, we'll leave off in Miami where the Dolphins uh, have been asking for $200 million in improvements for their privately financed stadium. In the middle of this political fight, Dolphins CEO had a slip of the tongue uh, stating, quote, just because somebody is wealthy enough doesn't mean he should invest his money in a way that is unwise. Since the $200 million subsidy is going to go to a countywide public referendum, how effectively do you think the opponents will, you know, to use a football term, use this as Bolton board material? Um, you kind of have to expect it will. It's already wound up in the Miami Herald. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's when you're going into a stadium campaign, it's usually not the smartest thing to <laughs> openly say, we want this money because we'd be stupid to spend it. But, hey, if you guys want to spend it, not our problem. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, they're going to have to clearly, you know, with everything that went on with the Marlins already in Miami, they're going to have to spend a ton of money um, on some sort of referendum campaign to get this thing passed already. So my guess is, you know, whatever happened today um, or yesterday um, is is going to be quickly forgotten in the deluge of ads that we <laughs> see on this thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's certainly potentially a meme that will will come back to haunt them. I'm waiting for the "We're not the Marlins" banners. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, what I mean. that, that, that's 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 the hope. I mean, but like every time. Again, we had this uh, with this thing where we saw the Marlins uh, uh, trying to sell tickets. It was opening day for ticket sales, and I think three people <laughs> showed up literally to get online. Um, every time that happens, it does not help the Dolphins' cause. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Neil DeMoss has been my guest. He runs fieldofschemes.com, and we'll talk again when fin- uh, Bank of America Field becomes Fenway Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talk next week. Talk to you next week. This is the Heather McCoy Show.